You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of An Author's Kiss, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. A kiss from an author. I, was, I called it that because I really do believe when you read a book, it is rather like a kiss. It's something that really penetrates so much deeper than just a movie or a TV show because it's something that becomes very personal to you because you relate to it. Well, my guest today, Jordan Gross, has put out a beautiful book called The Journey to Cloud Nine. And he's done it in a very unique way. Instead of a self-help book, it is a journey of inspiration that isn't necessarily attached to anything. It's fictional. But actually, I would call it factional because he's brought an awful lot of fact and knowledge in there of his own journey, but made it into a story that we can relate to. And after all, we do relate to stories. Storytelling has been around since the beginning of time. And we always listen to stories and hear it from a point of view of what if we were in that story. And I think it's a wonderful way to attach things. So we're going to take this wonderful uh, journey to Cloudline with Jordan today, find out why he wrote the book in this way, what he's really trying to tell us, what we need to know, because we would all like to take that journey to cloud line, a journey of bliss, of no worry, of just being able to live in the moment and in the now. Not always easy, is it, Jordan? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Sarah, thank you so much. I'm going to have to, you're going to need to send me if you wrote that down because that was really beautiful. I, I, might, use, I might use some of that in uh, my own intros later on. But um, no, th- thank you so much for having me on. It, it's an absolute honor. I know we've, we've been chatting for a while now and I'm just so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity to be chatting um, about all of our journeys to Cloud9 because it's not just about mine at all. I hope that provides some inspiration, but it's really about your journey. And like you said, in hearing my own story, we relate to stories. So maybe you pick up a little bit of yourself in what I was going through and you're able to interpret that and then implement some of these things into your own life. So just really excited to be here, Sarah. Thank you so much again for having me. Oh, my delight. And, you know, the storytelling has been around since the beginning of time. And we are inspired by people's stories. You know, I always say, even in these shows, if there's one thing that connects with you, that is an aha moment. Mm. Oh, I relate to that. Oh, I didn't know that. It is something that that sparks. You know, that inspiration is invitation. It then Mm. invites us to explore ourselves and explore our own journeys. And after all, that's the reason why we share a story, isn't it? To ignite that wonderment of our own journey. That's absolutely right. And I guess I'll I'll dive right into like my big why, right? Why Mm -hmm. is the book, why is the book fiction? You know, I think that's the the first question that I'm going to receive on shows that I'm on from people who who read the book. Why am I trying to demonstrate personal development concepts in a fictional format? What's the what's the goal there? How's that going to help people, right? And it's exactly what you said, Sarah. It's that 
when we listen to stories, there's a little bit of ourselves that we can, we can take out, we can pluck out. Right. So when I, I so this is my second book, I'm officially calling myself an author. I'm, I'm taking ownership of that title. Um, You've my written a first, book. You are an author. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird. Um, but my first book was my entrance into the self-help world. And I wrote a book called Getting Comfy, Your Morning Guide to Daily Happiness. And it was a five-step morning routine where I documented different research that I'd done, different people that I'd chatted with, interviews that I'd done. And I outlined this COMFY acronym for what you should do in your life. And I shared research and stories and things like that. And it was, it was finally received, but a little bit of feedback that always remained in the back of my mind was actually from some of my closest friends and some of my closest friends who were so supportive of everything that I was doing. I, I noticed that they didn't even read the book. Right. And they didn't read the book because they don't read self-help. They, mm. they think there's a stigma to it. They don't want me to tell them mm-hmm. how to live their lives. Right. And I think there, there are a bunch of people out mm. there like that. So what I wanted to do was I, I wanted to speak a different language right? So I think there are a couple different languages in personal development, right? You have your anecdotal sort of personal story types that I did with my first book. Then you have your totally research-based approaches that are more scientific based on, uh, you know, maybe psychologist point of view or something like that. Um, but the, the language that I wanted to speak, I didn't see too often. And it was the language of fiction, Mm-hmm. And the first book that really, I actually started to think about what books I love in, in my world. And I, I do, I have read a lot of self-help and personal development and those books are great. I'm not saying don't read those, don't completely take them out of your lives, but something that was a little bit more engaging for me, a little bit more eye-opening. It, books that moved me more were books by Mitch Albom right? The five people you meet in heaven, Tuesdays with Maury isn't fiction, mm-hmm. but it's totally story-based. Um, for one more day, Magic Strings of Frankie Presto. Those are all my favorite books. And I started to say, okay, what do these books have in common? And what are other books out there like this book? So that's when I read The Alchemist. That's when I read Robin Sharma's 5am Club. Right now I'm reading John Gordon's The Energy Bus, right? And I said, there's this like little tiny pocket of books that are teaching people life lessons. Yes almost in a hidden way. And that's what I love to consume. So I want to create what I consume. And that's how it came to fruition because I wanted readers to feel what I was feeling when I was making my own insights into my own life. When I was reading a book that was not necessarily telling me what I should do, it was showing me what I should do. Right. So that's, that's the big why that's the big reason. Well, it's the relatable. They relate to a character in the story. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that character goes through is what, you know, uh, oh, you know, that, that's me. I could take that approach. And, you know, you, you know, you talk about fictional books. I'm very into mythical books. And, of course, The mm-hmm. Alchemist, Tuesdays with Maureen, a few others yeah. there that I've read. Um, but I was kind of, quote, in recovery. 20 Mm. years ago in a Mm. change of my life. And Mm. I read an awful lot of uh, metaphysical books. And one of them was Northern Lights, the trilogy, Philip Pullman. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much based on on soul, heart and spirit 
connection uh, mm. to to in, um, invite the mind or to the knowingness of the mind. Um, and when I read this, there was a beautiful part there where they always have their kind of soul consciousness on the outside. It is an animal that changes until they reach puberty and then becomes the animal that represents their soul consciousness. And I mm -hmm. looked at that and the beauty of that is that they could always talk to their soul and their soul could always talk back. Sure. One of the biggest problems we have in life is connecting with our inner selves, mm. our inner heart and our inner soul. So when I read this book, it was just, you know, ding dong, <laughs> like, yeah envy as well why don't i have a little creature running around right but just such a wonderful insight and i find uh -huh. that it was you know i love those books that wake you up by mm -hmm. making you go inside more yes right that's, that's right. the point it's a yeah. fictional journey but mm -hmm. the relatability is is how it ignites and invites and and stirs something up within you to make you start questioning well right. what if what if I did this? Or what if I did that? What yeah. if I was brave enough? What if I was courageous enough? Yes. That's and, the invitation. That's the, that's the invitation. And, and I love that you said that word because it sounds like the next word that I'm going to say. But I think as we get older, we lose our imagitivitation. Mm -hmm. I like so, that. <laughs> so our imagitivitation is my, my representation of what using fiction to better your life is actually for. So it stands for imagination. We need to, like you said, we need to imagine the what if. We need mm -hmm. to think about what our lives could look like, right? Mm -hmm. And then we need, we need to use a little bit of creativity, right? So how can we creatively make the first couple of steps in order to get to where that dream life lies? Mm -hmm. And then after that, we need a little bit of interpretation, right? What does this mean for me in my world? What is it going to do for me? How is it going to impact other people? How is it going to impact my relationships, my communication, my professional life, right? So there's the interpretation. And then finally, implementation. Mm -hmm. What are the steps that I can do right now, putting it all together from the imagination, the creativity, and the interpretation? How am I going to implement that so that it's best for me? And that's the key. The for me at the end is what I think really separates the self-help from the allegory, right? Mm -hmm. Self-help is this, it's, it's, it's advice and it's great advice and I'll never knock it because it changed my life. Books right, exactly. have changed my life. But it's very uniform. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily saying that we're all different people so there's different forms of this, this advice for you in different stages of your life or if you have a different personality type than another person. Yeah right? So that's what I think is so great about the imaginativitation and the, and the fictional books. It's that you're going to put the advice into your own life in the way that works best for you. And obviously that comes with self-awareness and, mm -hmm. and knowing who you are and doing that deep work introspectively, like you said. Yeah. And, um, you know, be willing to take action. You know, right. um, I have this saying that actionism you know, is an intent, but act, um, act, activism is the intent. Actionism mm -hmm. is the actual implementation. Mm. The thing is, is when you're inspired by something, it isn't for you. Oh, that was really fun. Or that was mm -hmm. really nice. Or that was very thoughtful. What has it invited you to do? Because it's inviting you to look in. How can I change my life? Or I related to that person in that, and he was a sad person or she was a sad person. Right. 
I don't really like that relatability. How can I change things? And yes, you know, self-help books, I interview many, many people on that. And there are many wonderful ways of doing it. But there is Mm. not one book that does all. You've got Mm. to be willing to read the library, right? Right. And and each book is going to speak to you in a different way. But I find that through fictional which in actual way is factional with what you've mm. done you've taken the fact of your life and fictionized it i it i think it because we're not kind of trying to relate with you per se in mm. a way, this is jordan but am i like jordan you've mm. made characters that now oh i could be that character because it's yes. not jordan right mm-hmm. that's right and when i think about the protagonists in the story and and the overall messages of the story, um, it's really three different versions of of me. And the first version is the life that I was living. Mm-hmm. So that's more of like the uh, by the book, sort of going by what society is telling me to do, going through the motions, kind of who I was growing the up. Expectations. Exactly. Exactly. And then. It's sort of the the transformation. I call it the cloud nine life, which is more based on the gut, the intuition, what we want to do with our lives. And then the third part of me is sort of like the cautionary tale projecting into the future saying, hey, you better watch out and not become who the protagonist became because that is going, you're going to fall back into the trap of focusing on the wrong things. Um, so yeah, but, but also what I did was I, I interviewed hundreds of people before coming out with the book and I tried to integrate their stories as well. Because when I say the word cloud nine, your interpretation, Sarah, my interpretation are going to be yes. very different. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I, I wanted to include as many of those patterns that I saw and as many of those sort of like cloud nine people go to one moment, right? This moment of euphoria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I tried to include as many of those life experiences as I could. I ultimately ended up picking nine themes and nine life experiences. Um, a cat has nine lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, when you think of cloud nine, you know, some people might think of an airplane. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. um, other people like cloud nine, you know, a lot of people will get your head out of the clouds. You uh-huh. know, stop dreaming. But, you mm-hmm. know, without a dream, how do we know how to create or what to create? The dream is the blueprint, right? It is, you know, the, the desire of what you would love. How are you ever going to achieve it if you can't dream it? So if you yeah. don't think high, if you don't think up to, to cloud nine, what will you ever, ever aspire to? Mm. You need I mean, that vision. Yeah, It's so beautifully said. And it's, it's a representation of how I set goals, right? I I actually use the word dream for what most people would say is a goal, right? So the dream is this grandiose, sort of almost unreachable, unattainable, unreasonable thing to aspire Mm -hmm. to accomplish, right? And then the goals are more of like the micro steps that you have to hit in order to get there. But setting that dream, for me, it's not whether... I hit it or not. It's about becoming the best possible version of mm-hmm. Jordan who has the capability of getting to that goal. It's yeah. like who which it's like who do I need to become to get where I want to be? 
right? And that, I think that's, that's a how big, we need to look at big it. point. Who do you yeah. have to become? Now, the thing is, let's pause on that one. Yeah. It's not becoming somebody else's expectation of you. Mm. It's becoming the best of you in all your authenticity. That's right. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, we, we often go, well, I need to be a better version of myself um, because that's what people expect of me. Mm. Just drop all those expectations. Right. That you have a moral code. Right. You have a consciousness. You know what yeah. is right and wrong. Right. But there is something intricately gifted about you. Like everybody's given an instrument to play in life. And that mm. our thing is to discover what that instrument is and to play it to a part where we can bring it to the orchestra of life. Mm. Learn to play that instrument because you connect with it, right? Yeah. So it's not being somebody else's interpretation or somebody else's expectation. It's becoming the authentic you and being the best part of you without conditions or without apologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you said it beautifully, but for, so you, you made the, the wonderful orchestra reference, but for me, obviously with cloud nine, I've been, mm. I've been coming up with a lot of different plane references and metaphors, right? So how I look at it is this, right? I believe that there's a pilot, which is mm -hmm. you, or it should be you. There's a co-pilot, there's autopilot, and then there are passengers, mm -hmm. right? So the first step is how do you go from passenger to pilot? Well, that's you taking control of years joist whatever they're called i don't think it's a wheel on a plane um that's you getting up out of the passenger seat and going and sitting in the pilot's chair right taking ownership and then you have being in that pilot's chair who's the person to your side that's going to be the co-pilot right so it's what you were saying i really wanted to touch on this a little bit it's that Co-pilots are necessary and they're always going to be there, right? Yes. But it's up to the pilot to make the final decision. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I did want to mention is that there's this, there's this uh, sort of like I, I try to create a dramatic scene within the book, right? And the pilot puts the plane on autopilot. Mm -hmm. An autopilot, maybe for an actual airplane, may be beneficial. So the pilots get some rest, but autopilot in our lives is not good. That's the going through the motions. That's mm -hmm. when we lose track of our authentic selves, right? Mm -hmm. So in the book, what happens is the plane is on autopilot and it's starting to go down and the pilot doesn't realize. And the co-pilot grabs control of the plane before they hit the water, right? So the message there is that sometimes you do need a third party to come into your life and create this sort of reinvention or rehabilitation if you're on the wrong track, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But unless you're at that very rock bottom where you absolutely do not know where to go or what to do, you have to be that pilot who's just using the co-pilot as your guide as opposed right. to your- The right-hand man, to, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, which we all need, the sounding board, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, putting your autopilot is almost kind of becoming droidish. You mm -hmm. know, it's, um, 
it's okay to switch off now and again and recharge. And that's when you hand it over to the co-pilot, mm -hmm. right? I need to take a step back. I need to regroup. Yeah. That's perfectly all right. But to kind of abstain by putting on auto automatic is mm -hmm. that now you are going back into that droid, which doesn't feel anything. And I think one of the things that people try and avoid doing is feeling. And without mm. feeling, we don't have understanding. Yeah. We have to feel. And we're so afraid of it. Have you found that with all the people you've interviewed? I interview some amazing people. But what I realize is that these amazing people have had transformations in mm. their lives. Almost every single person. Yes. And what I have found is that the moment that they began to allow their feelings to shine through that they began to, I guess, embrace them as opposed to hide them, that was when they had the transformations. That was when they had their aha moments. That was yeah. when they had yes. their career shifts. That, that leads to, to transition in their lives. Yeah, the redirects. So, yeah. 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 And, and you know, it let's face it, are we meant to come in and just be one note? You know, it's uh, we're many instruments and, and mm -hmm. we're many chapters in our lives. And right. you, we do not want our chapters to be boring. Who's going to read mm. our book? You know, it's, you, say that. you know, we've, we've, we've got to be able to weather the, the ups and the downs and the redirects and, and even the cosmic two by fours, because every single one of those teaches us something. Yes. How strong are we? How courageous are we? What did we learn from it? What abilities did we discover about ourselves? How can we use mm -hmm. it? How can we help others through it? You know, that's the reason why we go for these ups and downs in life. Absolutely. I, I, it's the same, you know, we're on the same page. I just call it, how can I be the superhero dad? Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm here, I'm 25 years old. I don't have children and I probably won't for a while. Um, but what I think about all the time is, when I am telling my children the story of my life up until that point, what's going to make me look like a superhero? Mm -hmm. Is that superhero going to have this sort of monotonous, very steady kind of story that was in one position, doing the same one thing, being the, the same one person for all this boat. time? Yeah. Exactly. Or... Is it going to be this zigzagged line that's very, you know, I, I did this and then I did that and then I tried this and then I tried that. Is it going to demonstrate different qualities that I, I want my children to have mm. resilience and, and initiative and great communication skills, right? Is it going to demonstrate a life that is, is just like superheroes, yeah. is just like a superheroes yeah. that is one of, of true spontaneity and adventure? If you're not willing to uh, adapt, you know, and adopt new systems, if you're not willing to change, um, I don't know if you ever read uh, um, Spencer Johnson, MD. He wrote uh, Who Moved no. My Cheese. Uh, oh, okay. right, absolutely brilliant. Two mice and two men all living around some cheese, and one day uh -huh. the cheese isn't there. And then it's the four different reactions to that. Uh -huh. I'm a true colors coach, so you know I'm always looking at the four key personalities and how yeah. we interact in life. And but it is so very true in life. People, some people just you know just just give me my safety. I don't want to rock the boat. I, I don't want to aspire to anything. I just want to know I've got my safety. And that's yeah. who they are. That's their personality trait. Right. But they're never going to be the builders or the aspirers or the blueprinters. You right. know, they're, 
they're the methodicals and we need right. methodicals so which, maybe, is okay. which yeah, is okay yeah it's okay if that's uh-huh. if that's your path in life mm-hmm. um but if you aren't that you know one thing we have to look at is the educational system is very methodical mm-hmm. and it's having to change now because your generation and younger are so innovative so you know incredibly explorers that you know we have to have teachers we have to have a system that keeps up with them in my day it was regimented mm-hmm. you know in, in imagination and inspiration was curtailed and now it's completely turned the opposite now right right and so you guys taking flight you're going to go to much higher heights than we ever did because we were restrained Sure. Who do you think you are and what do you think you can do? And that's never going to happen. You know, all of that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and and you know what? I actually, I had a conversation with my brother about this the other day because he's kind of the opposite of me. Like he's going down a traditional regimented path and becoming a doctor. Right. And he was, we were, I forgot what we were chatting about. Um, But the, the overall message was that he kind of changed my mind in saying that what I said at first was that, no, we need, we need more learning about um, emotional intelligence and resilience and rather than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. And he said, but some people, that's what they're destined for is reading, yes. writing, and arithmetic. And I, yes. I completely changed my viewpoint. And I said, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. It's, the thing is, again, it all comes down to knowing who you are yes. and using whatever you're being taught to the best of your knowledge of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the key learning. That's the key message. And I, I, I can't wait to read Who Moved My Cheese because I would love to see the four different characters and yes. how they respond to it um, because that's, that's paramount in our lives. It's, we need to know how we're going to respond to things. And I think that's, and, that's you know, one of the identifications, yeah. like when I first discovered True Colors, for me, it was an aha moment because I suddenly realized why people couldn't hear me. Mm. You know, I'm a, a sky blue air sign. I, mm. I speak, you know, out there in the cosmic wonderment. And I'm uh. talking to people who are very earthbound, grounded people, uh-huh. very sensible, you know, plant the seeds, water them, harvest them, and take them to market, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the bridge, there was no bridge between us. We were both talking totally differently and yeah. neither one could talk to one another. So it was an understanding why we're different and having to find a different language to communicate. It's not asking someone to be you. It's just right. adapting our language to people so they can hear you because they don't hear you in your language because your language is just too different to the way they perceive things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so, so true. That's, that's what it's all about. And that's, that's why there have to be more than one language. Exactly. Right? That's, that's the whole goal. And it's about what language is going to appeal most to you. And then just, you know, in my opinion, immersing yourself in that language, but also being cognizant of the other ones as well, not yeah. judging the others as well. Exactly. Who are we to judge? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if we, I think that's one of the biggest problems in life is this, uh, again, it goes back to expectation. You know, we're taught that we must fit into a mold. You know, we must be. Uh, this is what you're expected to be. 
you know, you've got to graduate, got to go to university, got to get married, 2.5 kids, picket fence and all of that. Right. You know, yeah. that, you know, my children are in their thirties. Nobody has kids yet. Mm-hmm. They have grand cats, grand dog and a grand restaurant, yeah. you know, and none of them have got grand kids rest- on the, <laughs> yes, oh. my son's got a restaurant. Believe me, nice. that's like triplets. Oh, I bet more. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, for them, it's no hurry. In my day, I mean, I had my first kid at 28 and it mm. was like, um, that was late. You know, mm. it, it was at 25, you were a spinster, yeah. you know. And <laughs> so how things have changed so much now right. where, you know, having a family is great. You want to be ready to have it. But it doesn't mean, I know my oldest daughter will never have children. Mm-hmm. It's just not her thing. Mm-hmm. Back in the old days, she would have been expected to. She would have been judged right. had she yeah. not married. Right. Today, taking ownership of our own choices, our own choices, what suits us and what we want to do and how we can be the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. is really what that self-discovery is all about. What our really thriving for our cloud nine is, isn't it? It's being it true is. to who we are because when we're true to who we are, we can be better to everyone else. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Truly amazing. I want to ask you a question. Do you think we're less quick to judge now than we were in the past? Or do you think we're just more reluctant to judge now because there's less judgment going around in the world? I think, um, I think in a lot of generations, especially kind of millennials, there's two types of millennials. There's one mm-hmm. that's really into kind of, you know, the selfie and, and the, and the um, reality shows and mm-hmm. fake news and things like that. Yeah. And, and then there's the others where, uh, but, but why? You know, why is this being said? Why is this? Why is that? And more thoughtful and more, uh, I want to know why I'm not going to just buy carte blanche. Mm-hmm. So I think that less to judge because you want to know what, what is this judgment? Is mm-hmm. it valid or is it just some port- form of hysteria out there that everybody's climbing the bandwagon on? Mm-hmm. So gradually, I think we're seeing thoughtfulness. I mean, look at the Me Too movement. Sure. Things. Look at uh, a little Greta, 16-year-old, how she has mm-hmm. changed the world environmentally mm-hmm. um, and the gathering that she's gathered from all ages. And I think she's so true to herself. She's mm-hmm. so true to her message. The yeah. inspiration is not only the message, but the inspiration is who she is and that the she's not going to let anyone mm-hmm. deter, you know, whatever they say about her, she doesn't let it affect her. I know who I am. I know what I'm here to do and no one's going to stop me. Mm, there's so much authenticity there, yes. which I think is the most, one of the most desirable traits I think we can have right now, truly. But there's still a lot of judgment. I think it does come a lot, you know, in the older people, because again, that is something we were brought up. We were judged from the second we were born. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of that expectation again, you know, judging. Right. Did, you, did you reach that goal? Are you a six-figure person? Right. Um, we were brought up that money was power and position. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but it's so wrongfully used, as we are seeing evidence of today. Right. What your generation and what a lot of my generation are realizing that the true enrichment of life is in the heart, soul, spirit, and commitment to whatever it is you are going to share with the world. That is where the true riches lie. Yeah. And it's slowly changing, but judgment's still there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One question, another question I want to get your perspective on too is, how is it so easy to judge back 
back then without social media, right? I think it, we actually have more opportunity to judge publicly now Mm -hmm. with social media. Why was there this more, I guess, widespread essence of judgment then as opposed to now when it's, it's more available? On social media, if somebody judges something, you've got other people who hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not going to accept that. Who are you to judge? Da, 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 da. You know, mm-hmm. cyberbullying is enormous. Mm-hmm. But you've also got people who go, I won't accept that. Delete. Right. Or I'm going to hold you accountable for it. In my day, it's the picket fence. It's the whispers. It's the innuendos. And mm-hmm. literally lives could be destroyed mm-hmm. by somebody sharing a, a, a story. I think it was Atonement, a movie. Um, going back a few years where somebody's rumor literally mm-hmm. destroyed somebody else's life. And you look in history, that is massive. And it still is today. Mm-hmm. You know, it still happens today, but today we want to know more accountability. Where's the proof? Right. Um, but I think the never underestimate the picket fence or the whispers or the innuendos because they travel like wildfire. Right. Absolutely. These on social media, it, you know, you hold people accountable. It's a little yeah. hard to hold somebody accountable that it came from five people along. You never know really where the source comes from. That's right. That's right. And the more I think about it, the, the more I just kind of realize that, again, it, it's up to you and, and what you surround yourself with and why you want to surround yourself with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can sit here and say, Hey, on, on my social media, it's all positive, but I've intentionally created that right. environment, right. right? Yes. I could hang out on Instagram with the models and the c- celebrities and whatnot and, and just wish for a life of what you know could be and, and fall prey to um, jealousy and, and things like that. But no, that's, that's not what I've designed for myself. And I think so many people who aren't still in a world of judgment, whether it's judging others or judging themselves, which Mm -hmm. is even more harmful at times, it's because they haven't developed this, this sort of self ecosystem of positive surroundings. Right. Well, if you think about it, the algorithms in social media, Mm. they're going to keep giving you the more you interact. So if you're out there judging and, belittling and thising and thatting, that is the algorithm you're going to get. You're going to get a whole society of that mm-hmm. and a whole society of bitches. Yeah. Right. But if your own algorithm is that I'm only going to entertain mm-hmm. those that wish to look positive. Now let's, let's really look at the word positive because a lot of people are giving it a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just live in la la land and positivity. Negativity is all around you. It doesn't mean you don't see the negativity or you don't feel it but you choose not to feed it. You choose mm. to feed the solution more. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's the difference. And the, our, our own algorithms can do that because our own aura and our own frequency can project that out. Yes. And, and I mean, I just finished the book Grit by Angela Duckworth and it obviously grit and growth mindset, Carol Dweck. And it, it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's that when you have this mindset of quote of positivity mm-hmm. it's not that you don't experience negative or you don't know that negative exists it's that you choose to focus on overcoming it right, right? you don't you don't sit in the pessimism you don't no. sit in the failure or the adversity you do something about it right and yes. doing something about it is the quickest remedy 
to changing your mood, to changing the situation, right? You're, if you're going to sulk in it, it only makes sense that you're going to prolong that negativity. And this is where dis-ease comes in. Dis-ease, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Most of people's illness today is coming from stress and anxiety because they're at dis-ease. And it's, we're in a society of change, radical mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And also there's so much turmoil going on. There's a wonderful rune called Haglas from the Celtic runes, mm-hmm. and it means disruption. Well, you can't have new beginnings without cleaning out the old, right? Mm-hmm. And that we yeah. have to be willing to go through the manure, you know, to come out the other side, to purify the manure so new things can grow. You know, and if we're not willing to do the work, you know, a lot of people just want to download an app or have a quick fix. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, you have to be willing to go through the journey. Yes. And you'll get through that journey as fast as you participate in it, as fast as you are willing to go through it. Yeah. And what you learn about yourself on the other side is absolutely wonderful. Like you, I have interviewed people, some people, where they have come from, the things that they've had to go through are horrific. You wonder how they're even still alive, never mind doing what they're doing today. Uh, But because they were willing to go through the process and then become this inspiration Mm -hmm. uh, or skills or tools on the other side that we benefit from. That's what life is about. That is living, abstaining from the pain or from the fear or from the actual taking participation in your own life is only going to ferment you in that sewer, which will eventually consume you. Yeah. And for those, for those people, it's about, you know, using those experiences to teach, right? You, you mm. mentioned it a little bit, but it, it's to teach and to inspire. Yes, that one notion that if I get through this, think about how many people mm-hmm. can also get through this because of my story. I think that's such a great motivator. That, that's when like, we're told not to, to care about what other people think. But if it's, if it's for inspiration, I think it's the total opposite. We should care what people are going to think of our stories if it's going to benefit their lives. Well, you're changing their frequency. You're changing their Mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. You know, from reading the book, from being triggered, from being invited, from that connection, you're shifting them. And really, all your job to do is to shift them. And sometimes it might be an inch, sometimes it might be a yard or a meter, whichever you're at. Yeah. The whole point is is, uh, shifting them out of where they are to see what is possible. Right. That's the whole thing. What is possible? I don't need to stay stuck here. Mm-hmm. Right. I can do this. I could try this. Who knows what could happen, but that willingness to participate is yeah. important. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on another thing that you mentioned in there. It's about doing the work, yes. putting in the work. Right. And, and again, with so much innovation and, and automation, Mm-hmm. And these seemingly wonderful solutions to problems uh, in regard to um, speed and and output, the one thing that I see always remains constant is still if you put in the work, the right work, the the smart work, right? It's always going to uh, lead to the greatest rewards, experience-wise coming yes. down to the journey, right? The experience of you going in, setting a, a really lofty expectation, doing everything you can, 
working intensely to, to get to that expectation, I think that's what's going to allow you to enjoy the journey the most, right? And, and too often I, I see, even with, with book promotion or, or business promotion, it's like, okay, how am I going to put in, or, or people who are marketing to you for your services, it's like, oh, this person definitely wants, like, how can they get the most return out of putting in the least amount of effort. Yeah. That's the mindset we have right now. Yes. And that's sort of like what all these companies with marketing and automation are trying to show us. But mm-hmm. I don't believe that that's going to allow us to enjoy the journey as much. I think that's more of the autopilot mindset. Right. I think Where's that, the connection? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's fine having certain things automated to make the management easier. Mm-hmm. But if it disconnects you from the people, you're mm-hmm. forgetting the very reason why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Everything exactly. is about relationships. Exactly. We have to be willing to make relationships with people on whatever levels there are, which means actual communication. Yeah. And the automation should be just something that makes certain things easier for you to actually have the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Not in yeah. place of it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's beautifully said. So, what how I think about it now is it's it's not like how do I put in the most work po- it's not the total opposite but it's how it's do I put work. in smart work exactly yeah. and and what I say is how do I put in the most work possible so that I can somewhat control the return yes right how's that return within my control what can I do so that what I'm doing has a direct result on what I ultimately want to achieve. But that's, right? the, that's your algorithm again. You know, mm-hmm. you're putting out this vibration, right? And in this frequency and the vibration, you're going to invite the people that are going to resonate with that, mm-hmm. right? So the yeah. more you put that out, the more it's going to connect with people and have a wonderful ripple effect. And then that means more return on it. You know, yeah. just going back to your first book, you wrote a self-help book, which helped you. Mm, that's right. Which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now you've written a fictional book that is a self-help book to those that connect with the characters. Yeah. All you've done is just given two sides of the coin. That's right. Right? And, and that's the, the willing, and a lot of people will write something and then defend it. Oh, well, no, no, you have to do it that way. Mm. You know, for me to go write something completely opposite means that's wrong. No, it's just two perspectives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's absolutely right. It, it's all about perspective. And since I was very young, I, I've always tried to, I guess, stay away from conflict. And even though sometimes we're told to embrace conflict, the reason why I've always tried to stay away from conflict is because I never believe I'm fully right in mm-hmm. every situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's so situational, which comes back to my whole theme of that. It always comes down to the person, the situation, and the context and the perspective. Yes. Because, and that, I mean, that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's why I'll never, I don't speak in, in definite terms. Mm-hmm. Right? I never say like 100% or, or definitely this or always that. There's um, always variables. There's always variables. Mm-hmm. Always variables. I, I'm sure if you said any sort of definitive statement, there could be one little scenario, one story that you can create. Um, in order to to say that that might not necessarily be true 100% of the time. But there, that comes back again to that connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that read it and connect, you know, that's connected to them 
whatever percentage, who cares? It's connected, it's opened them up. It's shown mm -hmm. them a path through that character. Why do we look at superheroes? And why do we go for certain, you know, figures in movies? You know, mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we then put up on a pedestal, you know, because those characters have opened up something in us, a, a desire to be, a wishful thinking, right. or like, could I possibly be? You know, because I think if we live without wonderment, you know, a wonder, if I did this, could I be? If I wondered if I did this, would I feel happier? If I did this, could I accomplish more? Mm -hmm. That wonderment is always that lovely what if. Yes. And it's not as what if it goes wrong. It's what if I try? Mm -hmm. And it goes right, yeah. right? It's again, what are we feeding? Yeah. And it's, it's wonderment, which is a wonderful word. And it's also a sense of escape, mm -hmm. right? It, it's a sense of escape from maybe the mundane reality that you're currently going through, right? So that escape can, can be the trigger that forces you into taking action, right? Um, there's a, and it's great because he is actually writing fiction, but recently I met a homeless guy around the corner from my apartment and we started chatting and he, he actually presented me a couple of notebooks. He's been writing a novel, a fiction novel about his life. And the one thing that rang true in my mind, and it still rings true in my mind every single day is that he says writing is my sense of escape from my current situation yeah. and creating this story even though the story is about, you know, maybe parts of his past, it's not like a reflection of his future. Mm -hmm. Creating this story and thinking about what this book can become is what keeps me going, right? So it's something that keeps you going is, is just like what you said with the superhero, that sense of wonderment of what if I take on some of the characteristics of this person, what would my life mm. look like after that? Yeah. And that's, that's so huge. It, it's just so huge. And, and the other thing with superheroes is that, again, just bringing this message full circle, the point of the purpose of a superhero in simplest terms, I always try to boil things down to the very core, the very simplest term. And I think that the, the message of superheroes is we're trying to teach people that good is better than bad. Yeah. Right? But yes. how do we do that? By creating this very descriptive, this very entertaining, this very engaging story that proves to you that, that you can good overcome. is yeah. better than bad, that you can overcome adversity, that you can do all of these yeah. great things. And that's why, you know, again, I, I think the fiction could be just as, if not more advantageous than the research-based uh, personal development approaches. Yeah, because in that story, we can see ourselves. You know, there's something else about your know, homeless guy writing mm. is um, how many times do we hear of somebody, you know, um, there's suddenly now overnight sensation that took 20 years to get there and they were homeless, right. they were living out of the car or whatever, yeah. right? And, and that story is there. I'm a full, full believer that what you put out, whether in the written word, the vibrational, the thoughts, um, your dialogue is already out there in the ether. It's mm. already preceding you. So his story is already vibrationally affecting people. Mm -hmm. right? And if he keeps putting that story out there with that intent to, to do that, to, for, to raise people up, to give them hope or to show them a way, he most certainly his story will be published, but it will reach people that he never knew that reach. That's mm. the thing is the hidden thing about energy is that we don't see it but we don't know how many people it touches, mm -hmm. right? And now and again, you get somebody who'll come back and go, oh, this, oh, that. 
and that's the ripple effect and you're lucky to get that back but most of the time it ripples out makes someone feel good then they make someone feel good and so on and so on yes the chain reaction the domino mm. effect you're so right mm -hmm. yeah so this book has just come out yes the ebook just came out today as we're speaking and then the official paperback launches february 10th wonderful yeah. and I mean, people are going to be able to get it everywhere, right? Amazon and... Uh, yes. Amazon and uh, local bookstores. And the uh, there's a lot of free goodies available as well. So obviously the, the, the goal is to purchase the book. But for me, I really just want everybody to read it. So with a simple purchase, you get a free video, bo or video book. I, I actually sat with my mentor and we videotaped ourselves reading uh, the book and discussing each chapter after the chapter was over. Um, then there's like a, we did a behind the scenes with, with me because obviously there's a lot of my life hidden throughout the book. So he asked me a bunch of questions as to stories from the book and things like that, which was really fun. Um, there are free chapters available if you want to check it out before actually going to buy the book. And uh, it's all on my website, journey to cloud9.com journey to cloud9.com and you know the thing is i will always say to people please read the book first because then when they when they watch the video you know it's something that um they relate more rather than watching it first you know um, yeah. but then there are some people who are visualists prefer to see it and listen to right. it which is whatever way yeah. but i do there's just something about having a book mm -hmm. reading it that it, it becomes intertwined you know with with yourself you know the yeah. And, um, and relates differently. So I highly recommend that people read it first, um, which whichever way you receive it, it, that's okay. And the fact that you're giving away so much is wonderful because as you said, it's, this has changed your life. And so you, all you're wanting to do is project that forward for, to inspire and change other people's lives in whichever way, right? In whatever you know, way, whichever and how, way. What, however you want yeah. to consume it. If my, my goal every day is to evoke some sort of emotion in one person. Yes. That's it. That's all I want. Um, so if, 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 if picking up the book can do that, then I, I'd say it's a success for me. And, you know, the, I mean, a lot of people, oh, books are dying. Everything is ebook, mm -hmm. And, you know, we've still got many, many people that like the tactical book in their hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, of course, you know, the video, they can, people can listen to it while they're walking, walking, right. or doing it's anything else. Too, uh -huh. Exactly, whichever way you're going to receive. But, yeah. I, you know, I've been doing this now um, seven and a half years, and I've mm -hmm. interviewed some extraordinary people. And, you know, it always inspires me when I see people who share – the stories of their life whether it is fictional factional or, or self-help book yeah. it's that sharing of the knowledge and the thing is we have a lot of knowledge in our minds you know our memories a database but often we don't know what to do with that knowledge and right. life's journey gives you the wisdom to understand how to use the knowledge and when you share that in a book form or any other form it, it then is that wisdom that you're sharing and it's not a dictation to somebody you must do again it goes back to being that invitation mm -hmm. when you relate you might not relate to the key character there might be somebody else in the book that you relate yes. to yeah and exactly. it might not be the whole book but one portion of the story mm -hmm. but anything that wakes you up or is a ha ha moment or go oh gosh that's me or that's where i've been and how did you get out of that yeah that's where it's all about right it's just un 
picking the, the thread and unraveling it for people so they can see more clearly because half the time we're so caught up in our complexities of life, our dis-ease, that we mm -hmm. can't see, you know, the trees for the forest. So right. having something that just is a joy to read, but at the same time, it, you know, becomes a, a relatability in your own journey, I think is a wonderful thing to do. And for you to write so young too. I mean, you know, most people write this later in life. Mm. I still haven't written mine. Yeah. <laughs> no time. <laughs> <laughs> but you will. I will. Yes, I have to. I'm being pushed to. Um, yes. But the, the thing is, I think it's kind of one of our, I don't want to use the word duty, but I will because nothing else is coming to, to mind, mm. to, to share our experiences. Yeah. You know, because through that, you know, again, inspiration, invitation, we're helping somebody else that's just at a crossroads in life or on the path and just doesn't know which way to go. Right. And again, it might be just one step you're helping them on or it might be a leap, but everything is important, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, other than just being an author, please tell everybody else what else you do, because you're not just the author of the book. Let everybody else know what else Jordan does. What else do I do? Um, so, I, I'm an author. I coach based on helping people live their their cloud nine lives, and I'm a speaker. So, I've got my second TED talk coming up in March about this whole self help doesn't help. Fiction is mm. is sort of the the more beneficial approach. Um, so I'll be giving a talk on that. And then other than that, I, uh, I'm just somebody who's trying to get people to confront their past, redefine their futures and just live according to, to meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I really want. And again, you know, being so young and already so far in your journey and into, into sharing everything mm -hmm. that you do is, is wonderful to see this of your generation. Um, because, you know, for, for my generation, so a lot of us have had the redirect. Mm. You know, we're, we're on many chapters and some of them have been tumultuous and mm. maybe it's a cosmic two by four that came along that flattened us out of the ashes. Right. We had to come out again. Yeah. But to see the young, you know, out there really just taking ownership of self and and making choices that honor who you are and your authenticity mm. and deciding to share that and and also knowing i've still got so much more to do and there's so much more i'm going to branch out on yeah. it's it's rooting your tree allowing your trunk to really become solid but allowing the branches to expand yeah and so there'll be many more books from you in the future yes there definitely will be i'll just finish with three quick notes on what you just said um First is that you're absolutely right. This is, this is just the beginning for me. And I'm so appreciative that you would say, you know, that I've achieved a lot at this point. But I, I think, you know, I, I got asked once on a loading bar out of 100%, where do I think I am on my journey? And I think I'm about at my age. I think I'm about at 25%. There's so much more for me to do. Mm -hmm. So many more relationships to make. So many more people to inspire and influence. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing I wanted to say was that the uh oh uh it was it, it was just uh, another token of gratitude just for allowing me to share my story as a 25 year old i think sometimes people are maybe turned off that i don't have the life experience maybe in order to share some of these lessons about 
the bigger picture of things. You have 25 uh, years of life I'm, experience. Yeah, you don't I'm, I'm you have to be 95 to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last thing is that, like I said about the third part of me that I wrote about myself within the book is actually the warning to not live that sort of life where I have to have this dramatic transformation. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time I say my aha moment is, is the realization that I didn't need an aha moment to yeah. take control of who I was, to take ownership of the direction that I wanted to go mm -hmm. in. Um, so that, you know, the, the stories that sort of drove me down this path were the ones that were the 45 year old who woke up one day and realized that his life or her life was meaningless and worthless. And even though it seemed like on paper, everything was fine, there was yeah. no feeling that they had done anything contribute to society. Right. So that's what I want to do now. And, and I want to, I want to be not only sort of like a, a focal point for people who are younger than me, who can start this at a young age, but I also want to be sort of this, um, this reminder that it's never too early, right? right? Or never too late, but mainly because of my age, I guess it's the too early side. And you're completely yeah. right that, you know, you don't have to wait. I mean, we do these shows because we, we know you're going to have potholes in the life, but we want you to mm -hmm. avoid the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. don't have to have the cosmic two by four. You don't have to have the catastrophic experience. I mean, sometimes that's part of your journey in life and that's the way it is, but you can avoid that. If you, in, I call it in your backpack, you know, you've got the tools and the skills and the knowledge. But yeah. the other important thing is you allow yourself to be inspired and guided by others of all ages, of all stories. Mm -hmm. They inspire you yeah. and you integrate it into what you do so that you can continue. You're not just going, this is mine, you know, and, and mine is the only one and, and mine is yeah. the best. You know, you're not doing that. You're sharing yeah. who inspired you. And then you're trying to inspire other people and they back will inspire you so that you can continue inspiring. It's a lovely circle. It is. It truly is. That's, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you. You know, we took a while to get here, but we came here at the right time. The book, yes. New Year, and, and the book has just come out, or That's the ebook, right. and then and the um, hardcover or the softcover is coming out in February. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's, the new year is always that chance of, you know, like doing things differently. It's not about mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions. It's just looking at what worked for me in the last year and what didn't. Yeah. That's what I take with me into this new year that is just going to be done doing things differently. And then having that guidance, because that's what your book is. It's a guide, mm -hmm. right? It's, guide. it's an inspiration. It's a guide. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's been told through, you know, storytelling rather than, and then I this and then I that. Right. And you must do this and you must do that. Mm -hmm. You know, that relatability of your story then, you know, starts igniting other people's stories in life and the willingness to go forward with, with their own existence yeah. and you're talking to the young you're talking to the old it doesn't matter you know whether the story i love watching the metaphysical of young people mm -hmm. going through the challenges and becoming it's just we don't have to wait until we're older to get there yeah right wisdom can hit at any age uh, it's the willingness yes. to be open to receive it and then share it which you're doing so thank exactly. you so much for doing that uh, well, thank you so much for allowing me to share that with others. It's truly, truly so special to me and important to me. And like you said, I'm glad we, we got this uh, at the right time. I, I yes. think it was meant to be right now. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. A big word, please, everybody, 
allow. You know, you've got a blueprint, you've got an idea, you want to go and do something, but it just doesn't seem to be the right time. Stop forcing it. Mm. Sit back, take a breath and allow. Because mm. what really needs to come to you at that moment is what's going to propel you forward. If you're forcing yourself down an avenue because you think you should go down there and it's not working, that's just the universe telling you it's the wrong path. Sit yeah. back and allow and you'll be guided forward, right? A lot of it is about allowing. Yes. Wonderful. So again, the site is thecloud9journey.com. Journey to cloud nine. Oh, sorry, journey to cloud nine.com. It's okay. All spelled out. Yeah. Journey to cloud nine.com. And uh, yeah, everything you need to know is on there. Free chapters, right. info about the book, coaching, speaking, every, all that good stuff. The one stop. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, whether you're young or older listening to this, you know, please do not be deterred by the age. It's um, wisdom, as I said, comes in all packages. Um, it was your willingness to be open. It was your willingness to be inspired, your willingness to learn, and then your willingness to share that experience. And not saying, well, I'm too young. I've got to wait another 20 years before I share this. You're right. sharing it as you're living it. Exactly. And that's why your next book will be even different again. Yes. Because as you have those experiences, you will share them, and then they will inspire other people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. You're living. You're living that true existence right. of authenticity. Right. So That's thank right. you so much for, for honoring yourself. And thank you so much for, uh, yes, for, for honoring myself, for, for honoring your listeners. Um, it, it's, it was great. Thank you again, Sarah. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So folks, remember the, there is no age bracket to inspiration or to learning about life. Um, there is no pitfall that you have to have in order to get out there and experience life and to change. Uh, Jordan is a perfect example of that. His first book was the how-to. The second book is the, the factional how he did, but in an inspirational way. Who knows what the third book will be about? But mm. reach out to him because I'm sure with a conversation Please. with him, you will really learn a great deal about yourself no matter what the age is. Yes. Please do. I'm available through email or on LinkedIn and I, I respond to everything. And LinkedIn, it's, uh, it's Jordan Gross. Yes, just Jordan Gross. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Facebook and all of those, the same? I, I don't really use Facebook. I don't really use Instagram. I don't use really, it's, it's mainly LinkedIn um, and Medium. Medium is Jordan Gross. I, I post a lot of articles on there. Okay, great. And again, read the articles. You know, when he connects with you, when he's speaking to you, that's the time to reach out because you have a connection, right? Build a relationship. So um, remember, folks, we bring you these shows to give you the tools, to give you the wisdom, to give you the insight, but you've got to pick them up and use them. So go and get his book and you just take a read or, or watch the video, whichever way you want to learn from it and just see what speaks to you. Don't go in with a preconceived idea. Just go in, open and allow, and let whatever's needing to be said to you, be said to you. So thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Until next time, folks. It's bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com, podcasts, and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.